Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to 30-Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Bowler, and we are so glad you're here. Now, it's time to thrive. Well, I'm excited to continue the Compensation Trends Survey series and really move into more of the results of the survey. So last week, Brittany went into kind of the ins and outs of the production of the survey. But this week, I'm joined with Mike Kopchinski, Custom and Surveys um, and Business Research Lead here at MRA. And Mike has over 20 years of leading research teams and really plays a key role in the production of MRA surveys, which is awesome. And you actually just spoke at um, the CompTrends event last week, which is great. I know that went well. Um, but really this week, we want to go into the results of the survey. So welcome to the show, Mike. How are you doing today? Great, Sylvia. Thank you. And yeah, thank you for having me on board. Um, last week was pretty intense. Yeah. It was fun to uh, you know express the results, uh, inform members, obviously, of uh, this year's challenges. Uh, this year's findings absolutely so thanks for having me for sure well really just want to start out by asking the main question that's on employers mind right now and that is what percent pay increase um can employers expect based on the survey results yeah as typically asked in our survey and one of the questions that we historically trend is pay or merit increases Mm -hmm. and as you alluded to 4.0 percent is this year's number um, it's the highest uh, incremental increase that we saw in 15 years yeah. as we've tracked the survey. Um, and many companies are using that then to pin their number based on their merit increases on top of base pay. So 4.0% this year. Absolutely. And 4% is a lot. I mean, considering that past years have been 3%, but we've even heard this upcoming year that some companies are going as far as 4.7% which is huge. So how can an employer really plan to adjust to this pay increase? Yeah, very true. And in prior years, as you mentioned, most salary increases were pegged around 3.0, 3.2%. With the great resignation, inflation, and other factors, Mm -hmm. employers really had to, you know, jostle around. They had pressure to increase their budgets, increase salaries. Um, And then that being said, all employee this year, all employee groups this year, were given at least a 4.7 percent increase. And wow. actually, the production in, uh, workers, yeah. uh, some of those are areas or some of those industries where they work on the on the floor, the plant floors, mm-hmm. were given over 5 percent, up to 5.2 percent. That's huge! Yeah, wow. so major differences from two years ago. Absolutely, and I mean with the dynamic environment of the last two years, more and more companies are really investing in a compensation strategy. So what percentage of employers surveyed have a compensation strategy? Yeah, well, just just over half of employers um, are seeing that they've had um, or are creating, let me say it this way, over yeah. half of employers surveyed um, <laughs> said that they have a compensation strategy and another okay. 21% are developing one. So it's about 76% in total, if you think about it that way. Organizations, the the reason for a comp strategy is to help make quick decisions and Mm -hmm. to actually help communicate those decisions in a more formal setting. Right. So now that 
the listeners have that info, can you tell me what makes this compensation survey really stand out from the others that are out there? And Brittany kind of covered some of this last week, but we want to know your thoughts on it. Ah, nice. <laughs> yeah, Brittany, part of our uh, the survey, to, survey team mm-hmm. uh, definitely helps uh, manage and do our reports. Uh, it's a challenging time for employers and to arm them with timely insights and uh, to, that's really a goal of MRA and MRA survey department in general. That's what we try to do, give them full access to information that we gain or that we glean from employers right off the gun. MRA has a history of doing this and producing accurate and timely information. Uh, organizations understand that the changes and trends that occur have occurred in compensation and this year, no doubt, compensation was really a main focus for a lot of employers. For sure. And Brittany also covered a little bit of this, but the um, this compensation survey has been going on for over 20 years, which is a long time. So how do you guys do it? Yeah, and, and to your point, uh, there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Um, we stay in tune with the current uh, you know business climate as well as trends you know that is occurring within compensation. Along the way, we tweak their instrument to align with what members really need. Uh, those needs are captured through various channels, you know, such as uh, MRA's 24-7 hotline yeah. from MRA's HR business partners that are actually in locations where they sit mm-hmm. at employers' locations, and then other insights gleaned from MRA surveys. We manage about 14, 15 different annual surveys throughout the year. So compensation, we gather compensation data from all types of uh, industries and all types of employer groups. That said though, and most importantly, uh, the insights come from employers. They mm-hmm. come from local companies with similar needs. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned, the survey has been going on for 20 years and it's changed a little bit throughout the years. So what have you personally seen um, over the years to accommodate the changing business environment? Yeah, indeed, 20 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. If you think about it in just a, a historical standpoint, there has a lot of occurred in those years, yeah. even dating back to 2008 when the Great Recession hit, uh, people were, were freezing a lot of wages. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of insights and a lot of learning from that era. Then you go back, uh, then you add 10 years onto that until the pandemic of the last two years, 2019, 2020, right. into the 2021. There was just a whole slew of uncertainty that employers were faced with. So wages uh, were frozen in some, you know, many instances were frozen at those times. And then two years later, here we are, uh, almost a 180 degree turn um, with the retention and uh, uh, hiring efforts that a lot of companies are faced with today. So it's almost a, a, a shift or a priority shift in all that timing. But basically, it's a lot of uh, a lot of research that we do internally. Uh, the department takes its time. We walk, we talk internally to not only the survey department but also other areas of the company, as I mentioned, that help uh, provide insights and provide us with some some good questions that we can then formulate and then pass back to members for their opinions on. For sure, yeah. And like you just said, I mean, there's been a lot of different priority shifts throughout the years with business trends. And one of them right now is talent shortage. So talent shortage is a hot topic right now. What questions did you ask to address this? Yeah, as 2022 started, it really became apparent that the great resignation would continue. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, it continued really strongly, much more so than many members were knowing about or had an understanding that it would. The need to hire as well as retain became very crucial. 
uh, while it is recognized that base pay attracts talent and that total compensation is a significant factor uh, in that fostering of employee commitment to a company, uh, the additional survey questions that we added this year um, you know, to get at the, like inflation, to get at uh, some of the goals of what was really happening in the economic climate, um, and understanding what total rewards policies were mm -hmm. changing, identify exactly how much wages and total rewards were changing and at what levels right. to level set and to identify with uh, if a company needs to uh, add on to their base salaries or add uh, add on to their different types of uh, philosophies on how they formulate their, their business plans. And then finally, understand other tactics that employers are using to provide additional compensation, such as variable pay, perks, other benefits. And all these things came into play more so, came into focus more so this year, because a lot of people that were looking for jobs, um, those that were new candidates, or, were comparing. They were comparing what they had versus what, they, what a new company could offer. And if it was better or worse, then that's how they made the decision. Right. And I mean, given the high inflation right now, what are companies really doing for employees? And I mean, in recent months, organizations have been looking for other ways to boost pay. Um, so what can you say about that? Yeah, uh, base pay is absolutely a critical component to an organization's philosophy. And uh, providing competitive compensation pegged to true market conditions is absolutely a necessity. Right. So that is clearly first and foremost that an employer needs to manage. However, secondly though, variable pay options in the form of bonuses, mm -hmm. and there are many types of bonuses. There are referral bonuses, holiday bonuses, attendance bonuses. Yeah. All these new things were developed in the last couple of years to attract and retain employees. That, uh, one of the reasons though they tried that is to um, promote and to give uh, additional incentives. So this year, part of the survey information we learned is that 66% of organizations are providing some type of variable pay option. Two years ago, that was only 23%. So almost a three-time increase um, you know, in that behavior just from our employers. So it really is, it really goes to show that there's a lot of activity going around compensation. And I think that's the, the challenge and even the, the pitfalls that a lot of companies face if they're not doing some of these things. So I think that's the whole goal is just to let, let the information to our employers and to employers that are MRA members and have them at least understand that there's these options available. Bottom line though, yeah. an employer's goal is to ensure that they are retaining and keeping employees and that to keep them happy in this current labor market. You know, in essence, finding the balance to offset the cost of living while also managing the cost of labor. So it's a, it's a, it's a really it's a balancing balance. act. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And total rewards is also key in the compensation conversation. Yes. So do you have any advice for both employers and employees about total rewards? Yeah, total rewards. And, and I think that's it, it, from, the, from the outlook of an employee, they might not even be aware of what total rewards really is all about. So part of the idea is really to help it to understand, to communicate that better to them. Organizations really need to equip leaders, and it could be your managers, it could be floor folks, however you talk to employees, the resources to communicate pay decisions. So how do you do that effectively, I guess is the main challenge. Mm -hmm. So I've got a couple bullet points that actually illustrate some of these things. Also, another bullet yeah. point would be 
consider using compensation statements in that communication. So if you're not aware of what a compensation statement is, it basically is a, uh, a piece of paper that identifies the total reward, what total rewards is. Okay. It's, co it's compensation, it's mm -hmm. benefits, it's all those things that go into what an employee earns that is offset, uh, offset in addition to base pay. So there's a lot involved with that, and I right. think that's what's missed when we look at it from the from only the lens of an employee. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, help employees understand how pay and merit are actually calculated and conducted. You know, a lot of companies use these, uh, as I mentioned earlier, compensation strategies. And part of that is that they need to. Uh, how do they actually collect their data? Are they using uh, crowdsourced information, or are they actually using? You know information that's coming from employers through survey data right. um, so that's a huge a huge learning and a huge conversation that could happen mm -hmm. you know provide the learning as well as uh, what variable pay options are available for for your organization mm -hmm. a lot of these are cultural based so if your organization has a, a you know just be aware what your culture can stand for and uh, employees uh, you know are definitely willing to accept whatever you have but I think the idea is you have to make it fit within the culture that you have. Uh, just a couple of other things here. Uh, you know, stay in tune with the market. You know, I think uh, a lot of companies, when they look at their total rewards, they need to be uh, consistent with what's going on in the marketplace. Doing a, or having a survey that is done every year or every two years at the minimum, at least pegs you to what the current conditions are. And I think that's very important to today's world, especially when it comes to retaining and uh, even hiring some employees. Okay. And absolutely, finally, you know, have the conversations. Right. And I think that's what's becoming more and more apparent to, to organizations, mm -hmm. yet it's really, it's not there yet. Right. We're still struggling with that. And you're saying how important these conversations are, but are organizations really having these conversations or how many are having There's, Yeah, and, and Sophie, you're right. And, and they're really trying to. 31% of those organizations that we surveyed this year are saying that they are trying to conduct them or have conversations, but that's only 31%, less than a third of all organizations. So, you know, it really comes down to this. If you want to increase retention, increase your communication and pay strategy, because I think that's, that would help a lot of employees understand where they are, how their, their salaries are pegged to true market conditions, and then what the organization is doing for them. Those are just massive, uh, you know, indications that a company is there for you. Right. And if you don't communicate that, how will they know? Yeah, that's some great advice that you gave. But you talked a lot about compensation strategy. So if a company does not have a strategy, where do they start? Where do they begin? Right. And, and good point. You know, I mentioned the compensation uh, uh, statements. You know, but it really comes down to this. Employees come to work for a variety of reasons. What, what is the top first and foremost? It's really to get paid, right? Right. So pay is a huge indicator or a huge factor when it comes down to what an employee really wants from an organization. So right. to be competitive is huge. Right. But employers should include more than just increasing wages, correct? Indeed. Yeah, no, they absolutely have to. When compensation experts actually scope a project, you know, there's a lot of things that they do in that endeavor. Uh, how do you determine how much to pay somebody? Again, it goes back to the market you're in, what location you're in, you know, your state, you know, what the what city and state you actually live mm -hmm. in uh, make a, a significant difference. Uh, where do you find your employer uh, employees? Where do you find them? You know, how do you define your labor market? 
you know, are you going out to schools? Are you going out to uh, colleges? Where do you recruit? Mm -hmm. Are you recruiting directly from, uh, you know, job uh, postings and stuff like that? So all those, all those variables come into play. Right. Um, what are your current challenges? Um, many organizations, it's a cultural thing. You know, what's your challenges internally? Are you, uh, are you struggling to keep employees at all job levels? And if that's the case, then there's certain challenges that you need to fix there. Um, do you have guidelines in place that provide direction and reduce ambiguity? Um, so what are your policies? What policies have you changed? You know, maybe you need to look at that and possibly change some of those down the road. And then based on some of these answers, you can make a good guess. You can make a good guess on where to start and actually where to fill in some of the gaps. So not knowing how a job's pay is formulated from both angles, from the employee side and even on the employer side, you know, could be a very detriment or downfall for the organization. If you can't justify pay decisions within the management team, how can you justify it to employees and or candidates? So it's a pretty big challenge in an over, to overcome that. Right. Survey results this year informed us that I mentioned earlier, 53% of organizations have a comp strategy, 21% are looking to do that or are developing one. That's great, but as I mentioned, there's a lot of work to do specifically in this current business climate. So a comp strategy is becoming more important. Absolutely, and we often tell our members here at MRA, it's not a benefit unless the employee sees it as a benefit. So did the survey really provide ideas around what are some creative benefits that employers should be using and considering? It did. Yeah, the intense competition for labor really has demanded that employers differentiate themselves this year more so than other years. Um, you know, and we, we will definitely, there's some aspects of the survey that uh, were creatively developed as a result of just making sure that we hit upon um, some of those things that are being created by employers. Right, and like you said, they should be offering other things like variable pay, perks, and other benefits. Yes, absolutely. In addition to that, though, offering the right benefit to the right employee mm -hmm. is key. A younger employee um, is less likely to want dollars you know, given to them or, or put in place for their 401k. They may, want a, a tu they may want help in reducing their tuition expenses. Student loans. Student loans. Mm -hmm. Or helping pay for their first home, putting down a down payment yeah. uh, or saving for the down payment. On the opposite side of the coin, what happens if you're a little bit older? You're, you are wanting to save a little bit more for your retirement fund or you're, you're actually saving for your children, your grandchildren's uh, tuition. So there could be other options uh, available down that road. And that's actually what we're seeing as far as some of those creative uh, and unique uh, perks. Yeah, absolutely. And Mike, you've shared a lot of great insight today and a lot of good advice for business leaders and organizations just as a whole. So do you have any parting advice or any information to share with our business leaders? This is such a great topic and this year uh, has been really challenging. And uh, to, to express this information, I think, is just a critical time. Emory uh, historically tried to produce this information uh, in time for budgets. So uh, we tried to step that back even, try to lead um, this data or try to express this data a little bit uh, forthcoming to employers. So with that being said, paid decisions have always been you know, held so tightly in the last 10, 15 years that I think it's becoming more and more open now. 
the transparency and communication of, of pay, and even from the uh, high levels of employees and employers. They want to marry that together a little bit more, so communicate more often. Um, that being said, though, we have to ensure that both the employee and the employer mm -hmm. feel that pay is actually adequate and fair. Right. You know, secondly, is the grass really greener on the other side of the fence? You know, with a lot of people that have moved jobs or that have, you know, uh, crossed over as a result of the great, uh, you know, great resignation, um, are, are companies taking those risks? Seriously, um, and what has happened uh, to those to those employees? Are they really in stretch roles that pay higher? Uh, and what are you doing for them? Are you training them adequately? You know, are they uh, really being pushed to, uh, you know, promote within uh, a little bit more so? So, what about like uh, additional or internal training activities and tactics? I think employers today need to kind of look at themselves a little bit more so and have those options more available. So succession planning, you know, what uh, I think a lot of companies were forced into identifying that I lost an employee that was with me for so many years and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I think to have a plan in place that I think that is the, that's the learning I think that came out of this is that there's a lot more insight available to uh, employers, uh, but there's some work that they need to do to make sure that they have all these things in place. So from internal training, the succession planning, the promoting to with you know promoting within, I think right. new things that are becoming a, uh, business strategies that will be taking place in the future. Sophie, lastly, I think organizations need to ask some tough questions. Outside of pay, why do employees really come to work? Do they enjoy working here? Would they recommend this place as a great place to work? Mm -hmm. You know, additionally, how many employees are engaged? How many are passive? How many, or worse, detractors? Do they know your products and services and brag about them to their friends? You know, with companies experiencing larger than expected turnover, especially this last year, and a fortunate new personnel that they hired, it might be time to really gather some fresh insights from their employee base. So do some workforce surveys, maybe to learn some of those things, to fill in some of those gaps, and then basically to inform your employees where they are within those gaps to help them formulate those business plans and make a, a full round uh, employee commitment to them. All right. Thank you. Sure. All right, well, well, Mike, this has been great. You offered a lot of great information for everybody. So thank you for all of your hard work pulling the survey together and discussing more of the results. Um, for those of you listening, uh, we've added the link to the Compensation Trends Survey in the show notes. So make sure to go to our website and check out the survey there if you haven't. Um, other than that, we will be closing out our series next week when Debbie Morgan joins us to kind of wrap up some key points of the survey. And make sure to connect with Mike on any further information on compensation trends. We've linked his profile in the show notes below, but thank you again, Mike, for everything. It's been great. I've had fun. And we will all see you next week. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.